Hey, Corolla Drinks fans. We've got a special anniversary coming up. November marks the 10-year anniversary of Mangria. To celebrate this milestone and more importantly, the support that the fans have given us, we're excited to announce each and every bottle of Mangria and 33 wines during the month of November is $10 only. That's right. Head to CorollaDrinks.com and get your bottles for only 10 bucks. The holidays are coming. Thank you so much for supporting us over the past decade. It really means the world to us. We love you guys. Happy holidays from all of us at Corolla Drinks. This episode is brought to you by Pluralsight. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com slash vision. Pluralsight.com slash vision. This is Corolla Digital. This is Reasonable Doubt with your hosts, Mark Garrigus and Adam Corolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on a choice. We've got on mandate. Get it on and welcome the best hour or so in the universe. It is Mark. Hard out, short window, <laughs> Garagos in studio, everybody. I want you to know, Gary, what did I tell you? You told me 50-50 leaning studio. Yeah. So Ooh, I figured, good. you know, for the election season, I've come up mm-hmm. with a new thing. 50-50 leaning studio. And and I was, I got, I was to some degree, I'll give you kind of my week uh, in a short nutshell. There was 12 minutes span, I think on Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And- the first six minutes, I was screaming at an opposing counsel, mm-hmm. and and it was somebody that I actually liked, but he had pulled such a stunt. And mm-hmm. then, right after that, I had another opposing counsel call, back to back. And this guy, I I kind of vented so much that this I told the guy, I said, you you know, you really get the benefit of me calling this other guy out on the carpet. And he, I gave him what he wanted. The first guy gave me what I wanted, and all went well after twelve minutes. And somebody was saying that's the, the the longest attention span you've ever had, that 12 minutes. I said, no, I was just angry. I was just angry. And then today, this morning, same thing. You catch somebody pulling a stunt. I, you know, I hate it when they do that. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's an assumption that you've been dropped on your head. And that the they- stunt is insulting because the fact that they would even try it suggests what they think of you. It's exactly that you're not right. a capable attorney. Right. That I that really I don't know what you're doing. I don't know the game you're playing. Right. This is like, you know, law 101 and and it and I it boils my blood. So I was getting so aggravated that I said, I'm going to move heaven and earth. I got to see Adam cuz I want to laugh. Well, uh First thing that just popped into mind is I was listening to the news a few days ago on my commute. I heard them talking about looking for the guy who planted the microphone or who secretly recorded the L.A. County supervisors. The city council meeting. Yeah, the Hispanic the- folks making fun of the nationality, the Armo, which didn't get much attraction, but the black <laughs> kid did. Yeah, it was black versus brown, but where's the green in between No for love Armo? for the Armos. No <laughs> love. But they said that um, <clears throat> they were saying, well, there wasn't much precedent for prosecuting the guy who secretly whatever it just doesn't happen very often and then they thought not since and i thought 
oh, not since Gergos was on an airplane with Michael Jackson. It's, and they said since, you know, 1996 when Mark Gergos was on an airplane with, with Michael Jackson from Vegas to Neverland. Right. I think a private jet and, and somebody planted a the, video recorder. The, jet, the private what year jet was operator, 2003-ish, oh, okay. 2004-ish. Um, and he put a pinhole camera in the jet, wired it up. And so we land and we post the bail and we get him out and he wanted to drive back to Vegas. I said, that's fine. Um, then that afternoon or that evening, Greta Van Susteren, who I think was with CNN, that was before mm-hmm. she'd gone with Fox, but maybe she was at Fox. Greta calls me and says, uh, I don't know if you know it, but there's a guy peddling a um, a tape of you and Michael Jackson on the jet. And I said, what are you talking about? He says, yeah, this lawyer just offered it to us for a million bucks. I think it was Fox. And I said, what the hell? And she gave me the 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 guy who was peddling it. I call him up and I said, Are you have you lost your mind? It's an attorney client conversation. It's obviously illegally done. And he said, No, I will never forget his quote. Yeah, I, my client understands that, but you know, this is his lottery ticket. Mm, oh, wow. Right. So uh, went into court, got an emergency writ uh to go seize it. The judge granted it. Uh, before I could get there, the FBI was there. They seized the tape and they prosecuted this guy. I think I don't think he's alive anymore. I think his name is Jeff Bohr. And uh, he ended up – The attorney or the owner? The, the owner of the jet who uh, extra actually jet. did it. Mm-hmm. Extra jet. Exactly. Was it Jeff Bohr? Jeff, Jeffrey Bohr, yeah. You yeah. have a great memory. Well, I mean, uh, almost 16 years ago. But the, there's a funny aside to this that you'll enjoy. Uh, the Apparently – they prosecute him. He gets convicted. He does his time. He's now died. But during that interim, after he was prosecuted, I, Michael and I sued this guy for the invasion and violation. We went to a court trial, and the judge awarded Pat Harris, my partner who was on the plane with me, and me. I think Pat got $2 million bucks and I got like $18 bucks. We got awarded by that. So they take it up to the Court of Appeal. And I send one of my new lawyers in. I'm thinking, you know, what? Uh, what's the matter with this? How can I lose this? She gets up to stand up. And I think the first question of the Court of Appeal's justice mouth was something to the effect. I'm paraphrasing. You mean to tell me that Mr. Garrigus is that upset that he gets $18 million for being on a tape? I've seen him on TV for a lot less or something oh, like boy. that. So then the opinion is either take 750 or we're vacating the $18 million verdict. I said, I'm not taking 750. So we go back, set it for trial, and we end up getting, I forget what it was, two and a half million bucks or something like that. Wow. But Michael had been advised to pull out, I guess, uh, and not pursue it, or I, I forget what the, the terms were. Well, that's the part famously doctored in the Jackson Dock. Exactly. Where you're up in front on the court, the courthouse steps of the steps. courthouse screaming that this is unacceptable and anybody who tries to try any of these shenanigans and of course they cut it out as if you were saying any eight-year-old who comes forward (laughs) she'll feel the sting of my boot upon their neck and it was like you're so right what a memory you have got crystal brain comes through i I, I was watching i was like i get it mark's a douchebag but he's not (laughs) world class (laughs) he's olympic caliber douche (laughs) 
whatever. But I'm when telling they, eight year olds, I'm going to come down on you like a ton of bricks. Yes, they wouldn't. I mean, he wouldn't say that. But you know, you're not used to docs being, pardon the pun, doctored. But they very much are these days. Well, that which is interesting goes right into our first story. There's quite a hubbub right now about the Casey Anthony documentary. Mm-hmm. And um, in fact, I did something with Marsha Clark and Megan Kelly the other day mm-hmm. talking about it. And Marsha, uh, Marsha looked great and um, and got up really the, uh, hot iron. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, Megan has always looked great. And you can uh, I'm I'm past I'm an old white guy, so I can be politically incorrect and say women look great. And Marsha was really up to speed on the facts in the Casey Anthony case and in this documentary because apparently she'd done an A&E special on it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, people are going bonkers on Twitter about the fact that I believe it's Peacock, which is a division of mm-hmm. NBC, produced this documentary on Casey Anthony and apparently paid her. And people are going nuts about it. Here's mm-hmm. the Right. You got it up. Yeah, we've talked about it a little bit. Uh, the dad getting thrown under the bus is uh, the real twist in this thing. Um, I don't know what you know about the nuts and the bolts. Um, you know, I can hear your voice ringing in my head because you hear all the Yentas going, she was out partying. And I'm yeah. like, okay, that doesn't make her a murderer. That just means she had poor judgment or she liked to party. And by the way, Jose, I give Jose Baez credit for going on and Megan was trying to surgically dismantle him on her show. Yes. And Jose's point was – Who is Jose? Baez. He did that case and he also did um, He was her attorney. He was her attorney. He was the lead attorney. And he did Hernandez when he was acquitted – uh, up in Massachusetts. Correct. Mm-hmm. Where they got the verdict, not guilty, and then committed Aaron suicide Hernandez. the next right. day. So Jose, in his opening statement, talked about the father, the alleged, you know, uh, that he came in carrying the kid, the kid had drowned, blah, 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 but had then was getting excoriated, both in the press, and Megan was uh, on, on that as well, about the fact that he said it in opening but didn't prove it. Mm-hmm. And Jose was explaining that he had a good faith belief. And Megan said, well, what is that good faith belief? And he said, I can't say it. And what he was trying to say, I believe, is that at the beginning of a case, he doesn't know if he's going to put his client on. Mm -hmm. But he has to know if he puts his client on. And you know from talking to me, that's as a last resort. But if the case starts to go south, you really have to think about that and you got to be prepared. But when you do your opening statement, you know what your client will say. So in his opening statement, he's got a good faith belief. This is if I put her on the stand, this is what she's going to say. My dad came in. My dad found her. She had drowned, you know, and then talk about the abuse with her dad, blah, blah, blah. Well, he never had to get to that point because the prosecution's case really imploded uh, in a lot of ways. And so they, he was getting hit. They were saying, well, what's your good faith belief? Let me interpret what he was trying to say but didn't want to say. He was saying my good faith belief is, is this is what my client told me and I checked it out and it fit with the evidence. But I can't tell you this is what my client told me because that would violate the attorney-client privilege. So that's kind of an what interesting is, What question. is your summation of the case? I I think that they overcharged the hell out of it 
And she's a pretty female, and that optically, if you've got the right jury, they're going to give her the benefit of the doubt. If he had, if you had the wrong jury, they might not have. If you had a different-looking defendant who was like Richard Allen Davis, the guy who kidnapped out of her bedroom, uh, uh, Klaus, Polly Klaus. Polly Klaus. Yeah. You have that guy there, the poster child for, you know. Yes, the, that guy uh, looked very guilty. I mean, he was tatted up and been in prison. And, you right, know, uh, right. And, uh, I mean, so you're up against it. You're, you're, you're really up against it. And to some degree with the right jury, when you play the she was out partying, she was doing this, she was doing that, sometimes that rubs people the wrong way. I mean, certain mm-hmm. people. I mean, there's. You're always going to have the amen choir, the prosecution choir, who's mm-hmm. going to be saying, "Oh, she didn't act right. She didn't act right." But there are other people who say, well, "You know, what's the playbook for that?" Well, again, yeah, I kind of file it in, and they go, "You know, you can hear on the nine one one call the person barely sounded upset," and I'm like, "Yeah, but that's still neither here nor there in terms of whether they did it or not." I always kind of make the argument that if they did kill their wife in the bathtub. They would step on a thumbtack, bring some tears, and then make the nine one one call. Like they would factor that one in. You're so funny. Uh, you know my ex partner, who's um, he's currently litigating along with Cliff Harris the Peterson case. Pat Harris used to have this five minute line uh, or kind of shtick that he would do about how it didn't act right. He says, if my wife ever goes missing and I'm and the police come, I'm going to be screaming, oh my god, yeah, take me. <laughs> yeah, take me, not her. Right. And, and you know, and you're going to be going through because god forbid if you're cool, calm and collected, that's the worst thing you can do. So, what do you think happened with her? Day? Yeah, with Casey Anthony and uh, Kylie. The thing that or, I never whatever the name of the yeah, daughter was. I, I think it was Kaylee. Kaylee, sorry. Kaylee. Um I the the worst fact in that case that is troubling to me, and I wish maybe we'll have Jose come in and um, phone in, is the thirty one days to report it. Mm-hmm. I mean that's I, I that's hard to explain why she didn't report it. Yeah, and her saying that she was scared of her dad and right. you know whatever, but. There seems to be a lot of footage of her talking shit about her dad. She doesn't seem intimidated by her dad, at least now. Well, not now. Clearly not now. So I I – And then there was the – another fact that everybody keeps talking about is her brother's testimony, right, Gary? I think that was – and Jose had mentioned that too, and that that's interesting. And there, there, it it is clear to me that the reason or the kind of baseline for why – she was acquitted is overcharging, number one, and he proved beyond a reasonable doubt that this was a highly dysfunctional family. How does overcharging factor in? Because if you're telling somebody, uh, we want you to put somebody to death, that brings home, in my opinion, the the, the real uh, uh, kind of st- – So they were going for death. proof, yeah. Oh, so if that were you, you would have said, let's go with murder one, but not with death if penalty. If I'm the prosecutor, I would have said murder one um, and then let the jury compromise down. Because that's basically what the L.A. County DA's office traditionally has done. I mean, even though they have death penalty cases, in fact, the reason I was thinking about this is Kurt and who became memorialized in the Livesey letter here in L.A., just passed away. His memorial was last night, and I didn't get there, and I feel awful. But Livesey was 
legendary for being able to, through every administration, as long as I was practicing, to be able to differentiate what, you know, I'm against the death penalty, but he he would pick the appropriate case. He had mm-hmm. just great acumen for saying, yeah, this this person, if what we prove is true, this person really doesn't belong on the planet Earth. I mean, I disagree with the idea of the death penalty because I think humans are so fallible, but at the same time, you have to respect somebody who can make a reasoned decision. This is the law. This is what I'm going to apply. Well, you were kind of prognosticating and pontificating about the um, case with the That 70s Show name escapes me. Danny Masterson. Masterson. That got a mistrial, right? That that was Phil Cohen, uh, who I know, who tried the case and defended Danny. I can only imagine his head exploding during that case because I've talked to people who were in the courtroom watching that trial and they said that his cross-examination of the complaining witnesses was masterful. He said it was it was really a thing of beauty. And I've tried, I don't know, two or three trials with Phil, uh, two verdict and uh, either acquittals and or hung juries. And he's great. He's a great – he's got chops. Now, so I'm getting that. I'm hearing that. And I know that judge. And I've told you that. I know that judge – I think fairly well, and I've tried a case in front of her. So when the jury comes back after three days and says, on a Friday afternoon, as you know, at uh, the bewitching hour, Mm -hmm. and says, we're hopelessly hung, to send them out for 10 days and wait over the Thanksgiving break and then expect that nothing untoward is going to happen is ridiculous. And sure enough, two of them do get COVID, pulls them out. They substitute two in. They come back hopelessly deadlocked. Do you know what the split was in this case too, Mm-mm. which is amazing? I think 10 to 2, 8 to 4, and 6 to 5, all tilting towards not guilty. Mm-hmm. All tilting towards not guilty. Wait, how do you have all those? How do you have 10 Three to counts. Two? And oh. they had different splits on each count. Right. So they were actually, and I always say this, in most cases, jurors are diligent. They will – they'll – analyze something and it's obvious here that certain jurors felt this witness was compelling this witness wasn't compelling but overall they never got a majority of the jurors to say he's guilty is masterson incarcerated now no okay so yes as we're sitting here down the hall is harvey weinstein Mm -hmm. and harvey they did there's another thing you're gonna love they did the closing today and yesterday, today, Friday and Thursday. Alan Jackson, who's Mark Worksman's partner, are the two guys trying this case. Alan Jackson, apparently, I haven't talked to him. I wasn't in the courtroom. I'm just going by the reports. His description, Gary, do you have his description of Gavin Newsom's wife? Oh, boy. It's going to be good. He said she gave a, the uh, quote, theatrical, overly dramatized performance uh, because she was embarrassed she'd had consensual transactional sex. It was a theatrical, overly dramatized performance. What you saw was an act, a pretty good act, but it had no basis in truth. It was almost like it was on cue. It was almost like it was rehearsed. Just because she cried the hardest or yelled the loudest, it does not change any of the facts. He went on to say she cannot square in her mind the idea that she's a successful, well-educated, well-bred, refined woman who had consensual sex with Harvey Weinstein in exchange for opportunity and access. Wow. wow. And then he play, Then he showed the jury her emails after the supposed rape. Two years later. 
Yeah. Well, two years later, she was looking for advice. After that, she's asking for campaign contributions from the rapist to Gavin. Yeah. And Gavin is squirreled away somewhere in the in the uh, courthouse. I thought it was interesting that the the defense closing lasted over four hours. Yeah. Is that typical? I I think the longest I've ever, well I've gone four hours but that's usually on a case that's lasted six months or something like that and that was in the old days now you know people have no attention span because TV linear yeah. TV completely ruined them I mean they so you, basically it's a drama Masterson got a mistrial got a mistrial they're going to retry it they haven't announced yet also on the hallway do you think they will yeah because they can't give up. Why, I think, why I think, with those kind of splits, can they not walk away? I thought that they set a, a new date for March. Yeah, and they'll file a what's called a motion under 1385 to have the judge dismiss the counts. Can I make a prediction right now? This judge is not going to dismiss the counts. Across the hall, I think his name is Kia Morgan, he was charged with the embezzlement from Stan Lee, the Marvel Comics guy. He got his jury hung last week, 11 to 1 for not guilty. And unlike Sheriff Baca, who was retried after 11 to 1 for not guilty, this judge, I believe Lamelli, dismissed the case. 11 said not guilty. Not guilty. So as we've talked about, if the split is the majority said not guilty, then they might not retry. Where are you philosophically or what can you tell us that we don't know about this thing where somebody accuses you of something, you go in, you, you spend a bunch of resources and time and everything's very considerable and not whatever the emotional toll it takes when they're talking about going to prison for 25 years. And after the entire thing, the jury cannot reach a conclusion. They, they cannot say that you're guilty. It seems patently unfair to me that the state or the city just goes, well, we're going to do it again. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't I, feel fair to me for the person who just went through that process. But where do you come down? I have never understood it. I don't understand why it is the law that if you don't get a acquittal um, – the only two things in the law that are that you can't appeal really in the criminal law basically are a pardon, presidential pardon or a gover- gubernatorial and commutation, and a not guilty. You can't appeal those. You can appeal a guilty verdict. You could get reversed. You could come back again. But the idea is, is that since a mistrial based on a hung jury is not a verdict, that therefore um, they can retry you. See, I argue a hung jury is a verdict because – You know, it's interesting. I can't tell you how many times I've been – I've gotten into it with a judge because during Vordire, I will say to the jurors, you understand there's three possible outcomes here and all are, are good, are, are, are fine. Not guilty, guilty, and a hung jury. Hung jury is perfectly fine. There's nothing in the law that says you can't have a hung jury. In fact, in some ways, it shows that you've listened to the evidence, you've formulated it and uh, deliberated, and uh, that's your stand. You're not going to just, you know, I'll I'll also ask jurors, uh, 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon, sometimes I'll say 3 o'clock on a Friday afternoon, it's 11 to 1, you're the one. Whichever way it goes, guilty or not guilty, are you going to roll just because you don't want to come back on Monday? Mm Mm-hmm. And... All right, I got a spot, but uh, we got some breaking Twitter, Elon Musk, Hunter Biden stuff to get into as well. First, there's Plural Site. 
Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less um, profitable. Let's not forget about uh, that. Less uh, innovative. You want to get plural sight. And you don't want less business, so let's get more business. So with Pluralsight, don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees anything they need to learn the new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com slash vision. So as we tape this, uh, news is coming out that Elon is going to uh, talk about some of the Hunter Biden stuff. He's going to release the uh we it have says the what, up there what really happened with the hunter biden story suppression by twitter will be published on twitter at 5 p.m eastern and then he replied to that tweet and said this will be awesome and put an emoji of popcorn um so, so the, when i saw this you know what i did immediately hmm. i said gary you've got to show this to adam well look, explain why well let's Let's okay. There's there's kind of two there's there's two things, and the reason I'm I'm a dog with a bone with certain things, and uh, all roads lead to COVID. If you say I choose to wear a mask outdoors, and what you do is your business and none of my own, then I will say okay. We we agree to disagree, but some people wear a yarmulke and a hijab, and there's many things. Some people carry a rosary. Uh, but they don't attack you for not carrying a rosary. That's what I'm saying. And and if if somebody said, if Twitter or whomever, any of the big tech platforms or any of the 51 former heads of the CIA and the FBI signed off on this document, if they said, uh, hey, we don't know. I mean, uh, I don't have the laptop. Uh, what, what are the nuts and the bolts of it? If, if CNN and there, I mean, you can now... It's kind of a magical time we're living in because you can see a two-minute string out of everyone from MSNBC and CNN just going, this has all the hallmarks and this is more and this needs to be ignored and and whatever. And then you can go watch the COVID version of that with everybody from Fauci to the head of the CDC and the NIH and everyone to Biden and Kamala Harris going, you get vaccinated. You're not going to get COVID. You can't pass COVID. They make extended dance vision versions of all these tapes. They're hysterical to watch because normally when historically, when you watch people being wrong, you have to go back 60 years and have some governor of Alabama talking about why we need two drinking fountains in black and white. Or Jerry Jones' picture when he was 50. Yeah, yeah. this, you only have to go back 17 months to see all these idiots being wrong about everything. And the thing about the Hunter Biden laptop thing is it, it was so, the, it was so discernible it was it was a laptop it was dropped off there was a receipt it had his hunter biden signature on it it was it was sussable it could have been sussed out and if the powers that be whether it be twitter or whether it be cnn or msnbc or la times or new york times if they were agnostic about it if they said look we don't know but they started yelling at people who did believe it, called them conspiracy theorists and, you know, election deniers and dangerous and crackpots and stuff. Now it's time for the pound of flesh. And also, these people, whether you run Twitter or the New York Times or you're one of the 51 security experts, 
you headed the intelligence FBI expert. intelligence expert. Wait, boy, that's ironic. Yes, you you headed. You are a lot of things, but you're not stupid. <laughs> you're not stupid. You cannot run Twitter. You cannot run the New York Times. You cannot be the former um, leader of the FBI, the CIA, CIA, and be stupid. So they're not stupid, and you know it's called stupid or liar. <laughs> and if we can eliminate stupid, then all we're left with is liar. And I don't mind liar. That's right. says it on the coaster. It says I, it right on my coaster. I, do not, I got it right here. I do not mind liar. The problem with liar is once you lie, it's not enough for you just to lie. You must attack whoever disagrees with you and call them dangerous. And it was also... Interesting how insanely naive people are. I mean, I was watching Tony Bobolinsky being interviewed on Tucker Carlson for an hour in 2020 of, you know, September, beginning of October. And I was like, well, this guy sounds like a pretty credible witness to me. Then, of course, it had to be thrown out as conspiracy theories and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I'm a little more like this. Okay. The Hunter Biden laptop doesn't exist, except for it does exist because there's a there's a receipt and a guy who's holding it. So you can't just say it doesn't really exist. That's like I, I, what I a, said originally. The reason I bought into it, Giuliani. Yeah, exactly. Because right, yeah, and everybody, a, everybody, because every, I'm about as as cynical when it comes to law enforcement as anybody, uh, right? Right. Well, but here's the other thing too that sort of it blends with. COVID and shutting down outdoor dining and Hunter Biden laptop. You can't keep shouting at me that I'm nuts. You need to explain to me why this laptop has information on it that should not be believed. And and show me the data for outdoor dining. Not not yelling at me that I want to kill Nana. I want data. I want you, I want you to all sign this letter saying that this has all the earmarks of Russian collusion and then explain how the Russians colluded by infiltrating his laptop. And then I also need a sort of general thought experiment. So they did all this before he dropped it off at the repair place to never pick it up or they work for the repair place or they somehow colluded with the owner of the repair place. Like I, I need... I'm listening, but I need some meat on this bone. I, you can't just go Russian collusion. By the way, you just had three years of steel dossier in Russian collusion that you wanted me. Adam Schiff every third every third Monday was on a CNN show explaining that there was another bombshell that was about to drop, and it never did. So I'm a little gun shy with your Russian collusion after three years of nonstop Russian collusion, but I am listening. If you're willing to offer up a reasonable explanation, which nobody ever did. And what do you think? You're going to make a prognostication. This will be very – talk about save the tape. We're, as we tape this, we're 45 minutes away, 42 minutes away? Uh, yeah, that's that's about right. 42 minutes away. Any idea what you think Oh, it's post? East Coast, 5 yeah. o'clock. It did say 5 p.m. Eastern, yeah. Oh, Max Patish yelled 5 o'clock or something from the thing, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I might have interrupted uh, him. Yeah, you did. All right. Um, I think, look, this wasn't organic. It ex- it existed. Like it was. So here's what we do know. We do know 
that the New the, York Post, right, that published the first yes. article? Yes. And then very quickly right behind that was kind of a chorus. The New York Post, was, their article was they were their Twitter account was suspended. Mm-hmm. Now, number one. I didn't remember that. Yes, they suspended their because it was hearsay. Except for these people have been printing hearsay for three years as it pertained to the, the Steele dossier and Russian collusion and Trump. So you can't hide behind the we haven't vetted this when all you guys did was put unvetted stuff out. So you out. would think that it's hearsay that he was doing golden showers on the bed with two hoes? <laughs> no, I have <laughs> documentation of that. Yes, that, That's so, for all my friends on my side of the aisle. Remember, we kind of went deep on that, uh, that story, but didn't you, we? You can't. If you're CNN or you're the New York Times, you cannot hide behind, we haven't vetted this because you have been pushing out information that has been unvetted for a solid three or four years. So that's not an excuse. It is an excuse for reputable news organizations who don't do it, but you have a rich history of not doing it. So that's, that's, that's not. So I, and we know that Zuckerberg talked to Joe Rogan about being approached by the FBI and was sort of crafty about how how yeah, that worked. You could, could you could tell in that interview? I should have told Gary that we do everything so fluid here. You could you could see the wheels turning as he was talking to Rogan, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. Like oh, they when they prepped me, they didn't prep me for that one, did they? Right. Hold on for one second. Mm-hmm. Geico. Yeah. You know why they gave me this? Spelled correctly. Yeah, exactly. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. It can be hard work, really hard work. You know what's really easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or your renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home, right? Isn't being a owning a home like the license to be a custodian? Yes. Go to Geico.com. Unpaid custodian. Unpaid custodian, exactly. A volunteer custodian. That's right. Get a quote. See how much you would save. It's Geico, G-E-I-C-O, easy. Geico. Visit Geico.com today. That's G-E-I-C-O.com. So the question is, is what is there? And I don't know how much people cover their tracks. But look, here's what we... Here's what we know. We know that Twitter was in the hip pocket of Biden. Uh, they they were pulling hard for Biden. So it logically makes sense that they would attempt to smooth over and or cover up, you know, anything that might hurt his chances of being elected, especially a couple of weeks before the election. Do you ever have you I'm going to segue for one second. You ever thought about the irony? Of Elon Musk, who started off as kind of the, I mean, the he's kind of an iconic figure on the left with the Tesla, correct? Mm-hmm. Sure. Aren't the people who are buying the Tesla or driving the Tesla, you know, my wife, your wife, your mm-hmm. ex-wife, the, the, the Tesla kind of fit a, I mean, you go in La Cunata, as I'm walking in the morning, um, the, you can't get, you can't get 30 seconds without seeing two of them, right? Right. Okay. So there's that. And now, as soon as he gets Twitter and starts saying a couple of things and becoming, you know, he's, I saw a whole thing last night about ye, Musk, Trump. 
That's right. the that's that's the the uh, the, the axis of evil. Yeah. Now, I have a couple things. And you, I mean, you tell me from from because of what you do, and you know what you do has a sort of legal nuts and bolts sides, statutes and. Uh, cases that came before and stuff, but but there's also kind of an emotional, uh, spiritual kind of. Uh, here's how I want you to dress. Here's how I want you to yeah, act. Don't you know? Don't act is, this way. Trial has trial is layered. It's certainly not. I mean, that's why you, generally most trial lawyers are not, you know, the the summa cum laude at the Ivy League. Yeah, you you you're a scholar, but you don't. That's not. It's kind of like. I would call it like a good play-by-play guy. You have to know sports, but you're not a sports nerd because your personality is well. There's kind of two good way to two parts it. of you that are necessary for that. And the fact that everyone, Alyssa Milano and beyond, who were formerly huge fans of Elon Musk, who are now attacking Elon Musk, before Elon Musk has done anything – but simply saying, I want to open the platform up to an open dialogue, suggests to me that you're – me thinks thou protest too much. Well, I just you, – you, somebody you, should – There's no way – look, you could be mildly concerned about Elon Musk buying Twitter, but if you're doing a pants on fire, hair on fire, crazy run in the street, I, I'm going to pull myself off the platform, this guy's Hitlerian and evil – that suggests that you are protesting more than the commensurate amount that you should. But it also suggests to me that even though you were saying Twitter was just calling balls and strikes, it also suggests to me that you knew that they were an umpire that was on your team. Well, maybe Gary can find this for a second. Speaking of Alyssa Milano, she, I think, famously tweeted, unless somebody mocked this up and it's phony, that I I sold my Tesla because of this. She Hitlerian didn't sell guy. it. She turned it in. Turned it in. That's a more definitive protest. And then she went and got a German-made VW right. electric. But yeah. she didn't. Which, which yeah. by the way, who promoted the VW? Uh, Adolf <laughs> Hitler. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I somebody's got to filter some of these things or do like they a need York. to vet them. Well, Mark, <laughs> Mark, do you know about her tweet from a few years back where she posited to Twitter four people you would have dinner with that are alive? No. Hers were Jesus, Roberto Clemente, John Lennon, Elon Musk. Wow. She she loved Musk. Yeah. Now she hates Musk. Uh, everyone hates Musk. Everyone on The View hates Musk. Everyone on uh, Morning Joe hates Musk. But you guys are protesting too much and showing your hand because it's essential. I always do the what's in the trunk thing, and it's, it's you sitting there going uh, – you're driving and you got your girlfriend in the passenger side and the cop comes around and says, what's in the trunk? And you panic and yell, don't believe that bitch. She's a liar. <laughs> like that makes me think you think there's something in the trunk. If you just go, I don't know, tell her what's in the trunk. We'll see how this goes. Like you should be completely, you should be agnostic about Twitter. Like you should have been with Joe Biden's Hunter Biden's laptop. You should go, I don't know. Let him run the company. Let's see how this shakes out. Or he seems like a smart guy to me. Or I don't think he's into suppressing any speech. The fact that you're going nuts means you're protesting too much. Means means that Twitter was doing your bidding, which also means that during this document dump, if we're going to call it that, there may be some 
the objectionable things in there. Now, here's a question for you, Mark. Put on uh, your lawyer hat for this, and it'll be my, my final one. The stuff that is dumped by Elon Musk as it pertains to suppression of Hunter Biden's laptop, there could be some, it could raise, it could be a three or four or it could be a, a eight or a nine. Um, at a certain point, if it is eights and nines, if there's a lot of internal documents saying we can't do this, we have to discredit anybody that did this, we have to make sure, I mean, all the way the, we could say we need Joe Biden elected, we got to take Trump down or whatever. At what point does it raise to the level of election tampering? Like we have legally, it won't. We have a lot of rules Uh, about that. Unless there's something in there, unless there's something in there, I don't even want to speculate. I could, I could hypothetically come up with something that could be high. That would be at an eight or a nine, or even a ten. I mean, if you had somebody who was, especially given the current coming composition of the House, um, you, I could see where there would be something that would be highly incriminating to somebody who should not have been doing it. Is that if, a there is, if there was direct communication, let's say, between the Biden camp and Twitter and who knows, Facebook or yeah, whatever. I don't think that would be that much. But if there was... You know, there was all kinds of um, um, people who were kind of uh, kind of anti-Trump mm-hmm. at the time. If those people were in governmental positions and the governmental position was connected to something like this, then I can see where there would be some potential liability. In terms of meeting the standard for well, a tampering Well, there's all kinds with- of government – regulations, codes of conduct, things like that. If somebody was was working from inside the government to there, if that was the A to B, that I could I could see a prosecutor if he was emboldened doing something with that. Well I'll go a little different angle, which is they have rules, which is I think, and I'm not gonna send Gary down a rabbit hole here, but there are rules which basically says if Howard Stern wants to run for governor of New York, he's going to have to suspend himself from his own radio show for six months leading into the race because he is not allowed to have the unfair advantage of having a microphone. Just happened to Dr. Oz. He had to take his show off the air before he did his Senate run. Oh, there you go. Thank Perfect you. Example. Okay, there you go. Well, and you say, why is that? Well, because this person has a platform and that gives them an unfair advantage over the guy who's running against him who doesn't have that platform. They're both free to buy a billboard, but they can't have that platform. Well, if you can draw a straight line between the Biden administration and Twitter, that's a hell of a platform to have. Correct, except this is pre-election presumably i'm assuming this yeah, is all pre-election before, pre-election but but so but dr oz is pre-election too correct but presumably trump's in office up until 2020 they're suppressing the or the argument is i hypothetically they're suppressing the laptop story so if somebody in government is doing that that's where i see the liability i would the Post, um, I, I guess, in defense of you or your theory, if it's post-January 
and the inauguration and they're doing stuff, that's a real problem. That's potentially a real problem. So I guess we have, we'd have to see, is it pre the election, post the election, post inauguration? But isn't pre, well, obviously the, the, the laptop was pre the election. Laptop was pre the election, but we don't know what the dates are in the documents that he's about to dump. So the difference is the Biden campaign versus Biden it installed administration. administration. Yeah. Right, right. But much like Dr. Oz not having that platform well, you know, that's before an interesting thing the election. Dr. Oz. What if Adam Carolla ran for office in California? Mm-hmm. Would Adam Carolla and Carolla Studios have to shut down? I don't think so. I, I don't, don't think know. that there's any way that they could say we're gonna. You have to take off. You get off the air because you are your own entity. Doctor Oz, I could see the distinction being well, he's carried or syndicated on all of these stations that are regulated by the FCC. But since when you're not regulated by the FCC, that's why you went freelance. I don't know that they make that distinction. I assume that whoever you're running against would raise their hand and. Make yeah, a stink tell about them to it. Do your own podcast. You go start your own studio. Find Gary, find Emmy, and you uh, you we'll see what you can do. Well, they they want to have a successful podcast. So they're gonna have to <laughs> go to ZipRecruiter, but I get what you're saying. You're just looking right. at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. You can go to AdamCrolla.com. I'll be in Tucson, Arizona, at the Rialto Theater, December fifteenth, and then we're all heading out to Tempe to the Improv, doing stand up shows and. Live podcast there, and then Philly, January 6th and 7th at Helium. Uh, just go to amcrow.com, and me and John Popper working blue in Dallas, doing live shows, doing meet and greets. It's a whole weekend hang. It's like a cruise, but in Dallas at the Sheraton. Uh, what do you got, Mark? Well, I'm going to plug your show for next week, Adam and Drew. Mm. I sit in for you while you're traveling the country. And ironically, Drew and I talk for at least one or two of the episodes about – the constitutional strict scrutiny versus rational basis as applied to COVID and vaccines and things. Ninth Circuit just came out with a case, literally as you and I are sitting here, um, that went through it. So it's, uh, I'll give you a little precursor. It's worth a listen. So till next time, Adam Carolla for Mark. Hard out, short window, <laughs> Garagas, soft taco, saying mahala. Thanks for listening to Reasonable Doubt. Tune in next Saturday for an all-new episode. This is Corolla Digital. All month long on Pluto TV, stream the biggest Tyler Perry movies free. Watch your favorites like Medea's Witness Protection and Medea's Big Happy Family. Join Tyler Perry as he goes on a couple's retreat with Sharon Leal in Why Did I Get Married? Or Idris Elba and Gabrielle Union in the Tyler Perry directed film Daddy's Little Girls. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows. Available on live and on demand. Download the free Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. Would you love to save some money on your insurance? Of course you would. And who doesn't love a deal? When it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even your homeowners, condo, or renter's insurance. They are all covered with GEICO. Save even more with special discounts when you bundle coverages together. Plus, they have an easy-to-use GEICO mobile app. 
and 24-7 roadside assistance, so it's easy to switch to GEICO. It's a no-brainer. Switch today and see just how much you could save at GEICO.com. Go there and get a rate quote or contact a local agent. Hi, this is Jillian. Those of us here at Court Junkie have a new podcast called Civil, where we dive into fascinating civil cases, like in the case of a principal who took it upon himself to hypnotize students as a hobby. Then many of those students ended up dead. Or when a man was publicly and wrongfully accused of being the I-10 freeway shooter. We'll also be covering popular civil cases you've likely heard of, like O.J. Simpson and Alex Jones versus the parents of Sandy Hook. This is, this is AC. I have O.J. in the car. Sandy Hook, it's got inside job written all over. Hosted by me, Jillian Jalali, researched by Nicole Gusmarati, and written by Matt Stroud and Nick Kepler. If you like following criminal trials like I do, I think you will love Civil. Subscribe to us now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.